we have to be able to feel our emotions as they happen and then take action to get back into motion. So not buying into the stories, not buying into the limiting beliefs, and instead choosing to categorize whatever is happening as one of these types of obstacles to look at it honestly. Hey friends, welcome to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about eliminating all obstacles between you and your goals, particularly three ways that these obstacles show up and strategies to move through them. So first, let's talk about what these things are. So perceived obstacles. These are obstacles that are manufactured in our heads, meaning we perceive them to be an obstacle. We perceive them to be a block. Some people refer to these as false beliefs, limiting beliefs. So they can be things like, I have to go back to school to get a degree if I want to do this. I am too young, too old, too XYZ. I have no idea how to start a business. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And while these can present challenges for us when moving towards our big impossible desires, They are not actually impossible to overcome. They are not actually obstacles to creating what it is that we want. They are stories that we tell or interpretations or limiting beliefs that we hold. They are a perceived obstacle. And for the record, being too young or too old is never a real obstacle. That's something that we really build up in our heads or have heard from other people throughout the years. And We start to tell stories about it. I'm too old to do this. I should have done it in my prime. I'm too young. I won't be seen as wise enough, smart enough, experienced enough. And that's simply not true. So perceived obstacles are obstacles that are to some degree manufactured in our head. They can be in response to something, but they live inside of our head. The second thing, real roadblocks. These are unexpected bumps in the road. So this is like spraining your ankle when you're training for a marathon or a half marathon. It's having your business license or permit delayed or your computer crashing when you're working towards creating something where you really need that tech and software. So these are real tangible blocks, real roadblocks. However, they're not reasons to give up or quit on our dreams, but we will use them as such, especially if we tell a story about them or we interpret them to mean something. So for example, if you are sitting down to finally write your novel, to finally write your book, to finally launch your business and put yourself out there and your computer crashes. Instead of seeing that as my tech failed, my computer crashed, we start to tell a story about it. We start to interpret it as the universe is giving me a sign that I'm not supposed to do this, or we spiral into our core wound stories of I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough, I don't have the resources to do this. It's also something that our subconscious will latch on to, to get us to stop. So we've talked about the terror barrier. We have a whole free workbook that you can opt in to grab at stephaniesmore.com slash podcast. And the terror barrier is when our subconscious works to do everything in its power to get us to stop. So if your computer crashes, if you sprain your ankle, if your permit or business license or whatever it is that you need gets blocked or delayed, our subconscious will use that as evidence that it's not safe. We're not cut out for this. Our core wound stories are true. See, nothing ever works in our favor. Life is out to get us so that we'll stop and we'll revert. So these are real 
tangible obstacles that are bumps in the road between where we are and where we want to be. And lastly, reasons. So all of us can come up with reasons why we can't accomplish something. And often that's a limiting belief or a story that will tell. So some examples are, I try to eat healthy, but my family likes fast food, so I can't seem to lose the weight. Or I tried to get out there and run all the miles for my half marathon goal, but it just wouldn't stop raining. Or again, I wanted to start the business, but I just don't have the time because I'm always doing X, Y, and Z. My kids need me. My partner needs me. Work needs me. So they're reasons and reasons in short said with love are excuses. They are things that we take. They are reasons that we turn into excuses to not do what it is that we need to do. Now, again, I want to state that the perceived obstacles and our reasons, we're not invalidating our feelings and our experience. These things can come up inside of us. They can be what feel like real blocks for us to navigate. Like I can't get in shape because I'm always around people who are inviting me out or I'm always on work trips and I need to eat out with clients or whatever it may be. They're actual obstacles and moving through them can feel challenging. So it's not about invalidating, but it's understanding that a majority of the obstacle exists primarily internally. It's not actually something that should stop us or can even stop us from creating what we want. They don't make what we want impossible. And even with the real tangible roadblocks, they are simply bumps in the road. They're not a reason to stop. They're not a reason to give up, but we will use them in order to get out of doing something that is hard, that is stretching us, that we can't seem to do, that's overwhelming us. It's going against our subconscious programming to stay safe, secure, and successful, to have love and belonging. So this process isn't about invalidating our feelings that come up when it's difficult to do something. If your environment is not supportive of you doing that, if the people around you are not supportive of you doing that, it's difficult to do something when the weather won't co cooperate, when circumstances seem to be challenging in ways that are stopping you or holding you up are not easy and seamless and aligned with how you want things to go, how you think they should go, how it should feel. If you hurt yourself, that sucks. If your computer craps out, that's a big deal. That's hard. There's, if there's emotions that come up with that. So this isn't about invalidating our emotional experience or invalidating the reality of circumstances that can present challenges. It's about looking at them for what they are, labeling them as what they are so that we can work through them so that we can stay in motion towards what it is that we want. Now, when we're moving towards making impossible things inevitable and moving them into reality, we are going to hit a lot of blocks. There are going to be obstacles between us and it. That's inevitable. That's part of the process. We're going to move towards things and other things will happen as we move towards them, right? We're pushing our edges. There's tension in the growth. We're doing new things. We're going against our subconscious programming. We're changing how we're showing up in the world, who we're being. This is going to result in things happening around us. Some of those things are positive consequences in the sense that good things happen as a result of us moving towards what it is that we want. New doors open. We meet new people, opportunities that we had no idea existed fall in our lap. We get the funding. We get the support. We have the tools and the resources. We learn new things. There's ease. There's alignment. There's connection. And some of those consequences are feel more contractive, feel more negative to us because we are 
taking action and that has an effect, cause and effect. That bumps into other people and other things. That strains our resources. That pushes us beyond our comfort zone. So we are going to come across obstacles. So the strategies that I want to talk about today are strategies that I have been using for many years and I have used them with my clients and in my business. Um, This is actually a self-coaching guide that we have, how to eliminate all obstacles between you and your goals. It's something that we've been using for many years. So it's one of the oldest pieces of content and processes in my business and it works really well. But we have to be willing to look at what's happening clearly, not with our stories. We have to be able to feel our emotions as they happen and then take action to get back into motion. So not buying into the stories, not buying into the limiting beliefs, and instead choosing to categorize whatever is happening as one of these types of obstacles to look at it honestly and be honest with ourselves, especially when it's reasons, because reasons feel really real. They feel like good, valid, rational reasons to not do something, to go back on something, to stop trying, to give up, to quit. And that's when they become an excuse. When we take them and we say, I can't do this because this is too hard because it's these other people, it's the situation, it's the circumstances. So being able to look honestly at each of these things and naming them for what they are and then doing the work to move through them. These are always opportunities for growth. That doesn't mean that we bypass our emotional experience, the frustration, the anger, the hurt, the sadness, especially things like injuries, especially things like massive financial strain. If your computer dies, as you're trying to start a business, as you're in the process of launching something, that's a big deal. That has an effect on our bank account. That has an effect on how we feel, our stress levels, all of it. So it's not about invalidating the emotions. It's about being honest looking at what's stopping us and doing what it takes to get back into motion. So all of these strategies are meant to get you back into motion for each of them. And if you check the show notes, we're actually going to gift you a copy of this self-coaching guide. You'll be able to enter your name and email address and you'll get this for free. And this is one of our higher priced self-coaching guides at $9.99 because it has three different worksheets in it, three different processes for you to move through. So be sure to check the show notes and grab your copy of that but let's talk about these. So perceived obstacles first, again, are the things that we manufacture in our heads. Things like I'd have to go back to school to get a degree in this in order to start the business, change careers, do whatever. And that feels like this big obstacle, this big challenge that we can't overcome. We can't move through because I'd have to have the money. I'd have to have the time. Who's going to watch the kids? I'm too old for that. Am I really going to go back to school when there's going to be all these young people and I'm however old I am? It's a perceived obstacle. That doesn't mean that it's not challenging to navigate through that. If you are older and established in your life and your routines, and by older, I mean just older than 18 years old when a lot of people start their college degree. So already you feel like you're in a different place in life. You have more going on. You have a job already. There's the financial investment piece. Do you have the money? Do you need to look at a loan? How does that work? Will you be able to pay it back? There are real things to navigate through. Actual challenges. Things that challenge us to think differently, to move differently, to 
ask for support, to do our healing and growth work, to look at our life and make the changes that we need to make to move towards this. So it's not that it's not a challenge. Perceived obstacles are challenges that we need to navigate through. But they are not a reason to stop. They are not actually the obstacle that we think they are. We're making them into something bigger than they are. We are perceiving them as it's a barrier of entry when really it's just a series of challenges to navigate through. That's the difference. So it can be things like I'm too old to switch careers. I have no idea how to start a business. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And while these are real hurdles, like I said, they're, they're challenges. They're not impossible to overcome. They are just things to figure out, things to navigate through, things we might have to learn how to do different, how to be different. And what we want to do for this is to really look and name what is the perceived obstacle? What is the obstacle that I am perceiving as so big, so challenging, so impossible that there's no way through it and naming it? What is the actual obstacle that you are perceiving? Is it financial? Is it circumstantial? Is it that you don't have the support? Is it that you have a story about yourself, about the world, about the way that things should or shouldn't be? What is it? Name it. And then asking yourself if it's true. If you can know with certainty that it's true, this is a stopper for you, a 100% impossible to move past stopper. Is that true? Can you be absolutely certain that that is true, that there is no way through this? If your answer is yes, you need process work or acupressure work, basically clearing any of those deeply stored traumatic memories or experiences, or those really deeply rooted limiting beliefs about yourself, about other people, about life, about the world, about what's possible. Because perceived obstacles are not impossible to move through. They're just not. None of these are. Let me just give you a a hint. None of these are. So if your answer is, yes, it's true that this is impossible to move through, That's a clue from yourself, from your subconscious, that there's something on a deeper level that needs to be healed and cleared. That is all the answer yes means. Does not mean it's actually true. So if you're really stuck on that, if you really cannot fathom, imagine, envision, be curious about another path forward, there's a deep-rooted block there, a deep-rooted limiting belief, and that needs to be worked through. If you really feel like that's true, notice how does it shift your way of being? What's the frequency that you operate from? It is likely not one of expansion. It's likely not one that aligns you with what it is that you say you want, that big impossible desire that you're moving towards. It's probably some combination of fear, doubt, worry, or it's a story about yourself, about life, about other people. So if your answer is yes, what does that reveal? What's the block? What's the belief? And who would you be without that? What would be possible without that? And sometimes it's not easy or possible in the moment to answer that question until you do the deeper processing work, the deeper healing and clearing work. 
So if you're struggling with this, you're not broken. You're just blocked. You just need support. That's all that means. Who would you be without this? What would be possible for you? How would you move? What would you think and believe? How would you act? What could you achieve? What would you do differently right now? What would you try? Who would you ask for help or support? And then, can you embody that way of being instead? And this is not fake it till you make it. This means fully embodying the energetics of existing without that perception of what you want being impossible because of whatever has happened, because of whatever is needed and how you feel about that, how you relate to that. Going back to school, who would you be without the belief that that's impossible? It's absolutely true that you cannot move through this obstacle. It is the thing. It is the dead end. It is the thing that keeps you from having what you want. Who would you be without that? How would you move? What would you try? What would you do? And can you embody that? Can you bring that person into the now? If the answer is no, or you can, but you can't hold it. Deeper processing work. There is a trauma. There is a limiting belief. There is a subconscious program that's keeping you from being unable to see it differently, to move differently. That's all that means. So if that's the case, get that deeper help and support. We do process work. We do acupressure sessions, which repattern the subconscious very quickly. You can be free of that limiting belief. You can be free of whatever keeps you from seeing a way through or around or beyond this obstacle. Then come up with three positive but true mantras, affirmations, whatever word you want that are the opposite of the perceived obstacle. Now, this is not fake it till you make it. These have to be true. The reason that affirmations don't always work is because we say things that our subconscious can argue with. We say things like, I have all the money in the world to achieve my greatest desires. And our brain goes, no, you don't. You have $12.36 in your bank account. That doesn't help us. That creates an opportunity for our subconscious to reinforce the limiting belief, the fear, the trauma, the doubt, the worry by using truth in response to our fluffy, made up, positive mantra. So we want to come up with affirmations that are true for us. That could be something like, I am learning how to move forward around this. I am learning new skills that will help me create that. I am the prime age for me to go back to school. I am going back to school at the time that feels right and aligned for me. And I will find a way forward. I am actively working to find a way forward. What is the true statement for you that is in opposition of the perceived obstacle, but doesn't trigger your subconscious to give you evidence of why it's not true, reinforcing the fear, the worry, the doubt that you can move through this. That is my very, very important caveat to using affirmations and mantras. It has to be true. It has to be true. It has to be positive. It has to be aligned with who you need to be to create what it is that you want to move through this perceived obstacle. But it has to be true or your subconscious is going to argue with you. And that will give you evidence and more proof because it's going to pull up real things, real circumstances, real situations to say, no, wrong, false, here's why. And 
Make it statements that allow you to plug back into that way of being of the you who will move through this with ease. It might not be easy, but with ease because you're not in resistance to it. You're not believing this is impossible. I don't know why I'm trying. You're not seeing everything as evidence that you're not cut out for what it is that you want, what it is that you're moving towards. Something that plugs you back in. And refer to those anytime that you need to. Come up with at least three. And refer to those anytime that you need and use them as a way to plug back into that way of being. Of the you who has what it is that you want, who has moved through this, who has found other ways, who has gotten help and support, who has cleared all the limiting beliefs and the blocks. So that's perceived obstacles. Let's talk about real roadblocks. So again, real roadblocks are the unexpected bumps in the road. They are the things like spraining your ankle while training for a marathon, having your business license or permit denied, your computer crashing while you're in the middle of something really big and important. Maybe you even lost the whole first draft of your book. Then your computer crashed. So these are real, tangible obstacles. They are things that are happening outside of us that are blocking us. They are a bump in the road on the way towards what it is that we want. They are not a reason to stop or give up. They are not the universe telling us that the book is garbage and we should never write anything again. That's a story. That's an interpretation. Really, these are just bumps. This is just stuff happening. Sometimes it's something that we do if we're in the terror barrier, if we're moving towards writing our memoir and putting our story out into the world and it triggers a terror barrier, that can subconsciously drive us to do something that causes an issue outside of us. Or it causes us to fixate on something that just happened. Our computer is just old and it fritzed. It's a bad model. There was a thunderstorm and we didn't have it plugged into a surge protector. Some things just happen. Sometimes our subconscious drives us to create situations that we will fixate on and be stressed about and use as evidence that we should quit and go back. And other times things just happen. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that we recognize it's a real, this is a real roadblock. This is a real external stopper on the path to creating what it is that I want. It's not the stories that I tell about it. All that happened is what happened. And now we go into the process of that internal conversation that we have. And we will link to the previous episode of the two conversations that you have to master. Critical conversations that will change your life. You have to master these in order to make the impossible happen. So this is where the internal conversation comes into play with real roadblocks. What happened? All that happened is what happened. What's missing, not what's wrong or not as it should be. What's missing for me to create what it is that I want to get back into motion. And what's next? What do I need to do next to get back into motion, to move towards and align with what it is that I want? So that's the work that we do here. What's your goal? What are you working towards? What is that? Write that down, reconnect with it, plug back into it. Why is it important to you? Why are you moving towards it? What's the roadblock? What's missing? Is it a computer because yours fritzed out? Is it a first draft of your book because it went with the computer? What's missing? Not what's wrong or not as it should be. What's missing? What's missing is a working computer. So you can keep writing. What's also missing is all the words you already wrote. 
So either you have to write them again on a working computer, or you have to contact somebody who can maybe pull it off of the broken computer. Maybe do that first, see if you can salvage it, and if not, what's missing? First draft. It means you have to write it again on a different computer that's working, which means you either have to get a new computer or find an alternate, an alternative computer. Is that a friend's computer? Is that your partner's computer? Is it at work? Can you stay late? Can you ask your boss if, hey, I have this thing that I'm working on for me. It's a personal project. Here's what it is. Would it be okay if I stayed late after hours and I worked on that on the computer because mine frits down? No? Library? Friend? Family? Can you buy something super cheap and used off Marketplace, Craigslist? So real roadblocks require having that internal conversation with yourself. That doesn't mean that we bypass our feelings. We don't feel upset, frustrated, heartbroken that we lost a whole first draft. Whatever it is that happened, happened. All that happened is what happened, not the stories we tell about it. Again, it's not the universe giving you a sign that your book is garbage and you should stop writing. All that happened is your computer crashed. What's missing? Not what's wrong or not as it should be. What's missing? A working computer. What's next? So that's what we do. So you want to come up with, for each roadblock that you come across, at least five alternatives for what's missing. And then you take action on that. Because there's always a workaround. And again, that doesn't mean that it's easy. These are challenges that we have to navigate our way through. It just means that there's a way through. It'll be hard. It adds more work. It's frustrating. It hurts. There's grief. There's anger. There's whatever emotions are there for you. But there's always a way through or around. That might make it more difficult. That might make it take longer to get to where you want to be. But that doesn't mean that you stop. These are great things for our subconscious mind to fixate on and get us to stop over. We don't want to do that. We want to get in the practice of staying in motion, which means having a different conversation internally when real roadblocks come up. Are you having that conversation? Check the show notes. We'll link to my book, What Really Happened, which goes deeper into these conversations, these internal conversations about what, what happened, what's missing, what's next, and breaking that cycle of interpretation so that we're free to stay in motion. We have more freedom. We have more leverage to create what it is that we want, no matter what happens, no matter how we feel about what happened. So check the show notes for that. That's real roadblocks. Reasons. Everyone has reasons why they can't accomplish something. It's whether or not you are going to allow those reasons to actually stop you. They might be something that's real and true outside of you, but it's how you're using them. You might be older than most people who are in college right now. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't go back to school. It doesn't mean anything about you other than quite literally your age is older than other people. What are you making that mean? Why are you using that as a reason to stop? Is it really worth stopping over? You have to be plugged into what it is that you want. And that's why with all of this work, with all of this work, when we talk about the methodology, it starts with desire has to be your desire, what you want, not what your ego wants, what you think you should want, what other people want for you, what seems like a nice idea. You have to really desire it so you can plug back into that desire. 
And you can do the work to make it not matter that you're older. Your stories about that don't matter anymore. What's important is what you want and making it happen. Being who you need to be, taking the action that you need to take. Making other people's opinions about it irrelevant. Maybe everyone thinks, wow, this old person is here. Weird. Who cares what they think? This is that internal work that we have to do. What reason comes up for you that stops you from doing what it is that you want, going after what it is that you want? Where are you creating reasons that aren't really reasons to stop? They're just challenges or realities or circumstances. So some other examples of reasons are I try to eat healthy, but my family likes fast food, so I can't seem to lose the weight. My friends like to go out and drink, so I can't seem to stay sober. I tried to train regularly for the half marathon, but it just, it rains all the time. It's been too windy. So these aren't actually reasons to stop. They are challenges to navigate through. There are things like treadmills, if it's raining. There are things like raincoats, learning to weather the weather, quite literally. So there's also bringing your own food to outings. I talked about metabolic balance on an earlier episode. That has been really challenging for me to navigate because it's specific meals at specific times, specific foods prepared in specific ways. That looked like me navigating a lot of social uh, experiences, events, outings, bringing my little meals with me. Navigating everyone's opinion of that, thoughts about it, commentary. What was important to me was my health. So what's important to you? You have to be plugged into that desire, what's driving you forward, so that you don't let your reason stop you. Yes, that's challenging. If you're surrounded by people who don't understand what you're doing, who question it, who doubt it, who tease you about it, who try to sabotage you, that's a challenge to navigate. It's not a reason to stop. So what is the reason that you're stopping? List out all the reasons that you're not able to achieve your goals, and then just mark that out. You can write BS over it if you want. And for every reason that you wrote, list out three alternatives to make it happen. So for example, my friends don't eat healthy and pressure me can become my friends suck at supporting me and I shouldn't spend time with them. That could be one. I can stop eating out at unhealthy places. I can just go. I can bring my food. I can just have water. If I feel like I need to go and stay friends with these people, I'll stop caring about what they think. Like, what are three alternatives? If it's raining, and for whatever reason that's really challenging for you to navigate, what would make it easier to navigate? What can you do differently? What can you try differently? Can you drive somewhere else? Is there a gym that you can join, even a low-cost gym? Can you buy one of those little folding treadmills that slides under your bed? And not every alternative requires money or resources. It just requires thinking differently. And also thinking differently about how you think it should look moving towards your goal. It might take longer. If you don't have the money to join a gym or get a treadmill, it might take longer because you might not be able to run until the rainy season is over. Or you need to find ways to run without getting sick by running in the rain. So it's about thinking differently. We think that there is a fixed way that things should look, that there is a fixed path to making the impossible happen, and that's not true. There's just the path that makes the most sense from where we are when we start, the path that we want it to look like, the way that we think it should go, we want it to go. 
there are so many other alternatives. And sometimes that might mean it takes longer than we want it to. But that's okay. It's not a reason to stop because you can't do it at the pace that you want exactly when you want to do it, exactly where you want to do it, with who you want to do it with. We have to start thinking differently. So that is the three different types of obstacles that we come across when working towards our big goals, perceived obstacles, real roadblocks, and reasons. So anytime you're stopped up on the way to creating what it is that you want, like something is blocking you from moving forward, refer to this episode, refer to this resource, check the show notes, get a copy of this self-coaching guide for free when you opt in, normally $9.99, and work through it each time. Listen to the episode or grab my book about interpretations, about the conversation that we need to have about what really happened, what's missing, what's next. The ultimate goal is to stay in motion and that requires thinking and being differently, which requires knowing what it is that we want, the version of self that has it so that we can embody that person in the now and we can move differently. We can stay in motion. That's the work. Persistence from a place of purpose. We talk about persistence in an earlier episode. We'll link to that as well. Persistence from a place of purpose doesn't mean that we never quit. We never change the plan. We never do things differently. We never navigate obstacles. We never stop and take breaks or rest. It means that we think differently. We're persistent around our purpose, our calling, what we're here to create, what we desire, that impossible vision that we hold in our hearts. That's the work. Staying in motion. It doesn't mean that we don't rest, that we don't feel our feelings, that we don't take breaks. It just means that we do whatever it takes to stay in motion, to stay plugged into that desire to be the person who has it, to navigate these obstacles as that person. Who is that version of self that has the thing that you want? And how would they navigate through this? How would they navigate through a perceived obstacle? How would they handle a real roadblock? What would they do with all their reasons and excuses of why it's not possible? Very different things than those of us, the version of self that gives into these, that's in the terror barrier and doesn't know it, that succumbs to our core wound stories, our interpretations. So it requires knowing what it is that you want, doing that deeper way of being work and staying plugged in. Most importantly, staying in motion. That's what I have for you today. If you are presently facing a block, an obstacle, check out the free resources in the show notes to help you move through that. Listen to the prior episodes and I will be back soon with more to support you. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.